0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
1: The all-star break is nearly upon us, which means the tread trade deadline can't be that much farther to fall. Um, We've got a lot to talk about: major news, major trade speculation, and a whole lot more with Kev Masarajon, uh, a.k.a. at Roto Surgeon, coming up next on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome everybody to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by Home Run Index and the Blue Wire Network. Jeff Erickson here with Kev Masarejian. You know him at Roto Surgeon. You know his work at Fox, at Rotoballer, Baller, uh, at uh, his podcast as well, which I've been on a couple of times, both for baseball and football. And Kevin, that's one of the things I appreciate about you is you are a multi-sport analyst. Uh, it's not that I have anything against people that are exclusively baseball, but I know how hard it is to do two sports at one time. We're about to get to that point here after the all-star break where training camp opens up, yet we have the trade deadline coming up, the stretch run for our baseball teams. It's hard. Honestly, it's more so self-indulgent. I do
2: my—I do baseball, I'll do basketball, I'll do football. More so to just keep myself occupied. Yeah, I, 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 for sure. It's you know, love of the game, they say, but it's just so I don't go crazy in the offseason. That's basically it. But uh, Jeff, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you.
1: Oh, great. And uh, and the thing is, I am the same. I mean, I have one basketball league. I have one hockey league. I've got my golf league. I've always, I'm have i interested in every sport, so mm-hmm. I might as well have an iron in the fire there, too. Uh, let's jump right into it there. Big news out of Houston. Jose Altuve on the IL with a uh, oblique issue. Uh, you know, th- th- this isn't a surprise. Almost anytime someone comes down with an oblique injury, they say he's day to day. I know Altuve did that once before where he only missed four games. But for the most part, he usually missed more than a handful of games it's usually an il trip
2: yeah it's uh i mean he's older so that doesn't really help but we saw what was it zach Neto, i believe a month ago mm-hmm. he left a game with oblique soreness they didn't even call it like a strain they said oh day to day and the next day he's on the il he's coming off soon allegedly but uh yeah it, it's never a good thing to hear just like uh what was it uh mike trout a few days ago i don't know if we're gonna talk about that but when it comes down to it it's just yeah.
1: like always assume the
2: worst with certain yeah. things
1: yeah uh, certain injuries hammet bone you know oh, you're screwed uh it's definitely going to it's got to go out it's at least 4 weeks and it's probably 8 um uh, so and we'll get to we'll definitely get to trout uh, that's high on our list of topics to talk about but okay Jose Altuve actually you know it, he met, you know he missed the start of the season with the the thumb injury um in previous years he had stopped running he started to run again last year 18 mm-hmm. stolen bases 5 out of 6 this year was hitting 264, not the same high average, but, you know, he's kind of all over the place these days. Anyhow, what do you do with him next year?
2: I I mean, a 34-year-old second baseman. I mean, we, we've seen what happened to DJ LeMayhew, and he's dealt mm-hmm. with, you know, a litany of injuries, that kind of like, you know, minor things here or there, but those add up. And just in general, these guys, like I, Jose Altuve is still a good baseball player, but it's not really translating to fantasy this year. He has the five steals. Yes. And that matches his season total from, uh, I believe two years ago, but you know, it's a steal happy league right now. So we can't consider steals everything. Uh, the power six home runs in about 130 plate appearances, uh, 25 runs, 18 RBI. It's fine. He, he's been a fine asset, but you could, he's replacement level to a certain degree. So when it comes down to it, uh, guys like Jose Altuve, I'm probably fading. I faded him this year, but that's due to the injury coming. He was coming into the season with, um, uh, yeah, I just don't have interest in these older players unless they come at a significant discount. Right. Um, if it's somewhere in the top one hundred and fifty ish, I'm just gonna aim for younger guys who are, you know, have more energy, can get back from injuries quicker, and you know, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I'm I'm in the same boat. Um, and I I don't have Altuve except for one league where we drafted in February, uh, before yeah. the WPC. But once he came down with that, it's like you know what. If he comes back early, he comes back early. Great. But I'm not going to be there for that there. And that's how it is. Second base position as a whole. I mean, it's not, you know, you know, looking at, uh, you know, some of the top performers this year, it's not a super, I mean, you got Ozzy Albies, who's having an amazing year. Um, mm-hmm. He was one of the big four that worked out well. Jess Chisholm, who qualifies still at second base or did coming into draft season, been hurt so much. So we kind of got an in- incomplete with him. Uh, But you look down up and down the board. I mean, Arias is doing his thing. Kettle Marte has been a big bounce back guy, but the top Jonathan guys, India, yeah, Jonathan India, another guy that was drafted around pick 175 ish or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan McMahon has had a good year, so qualifies at second base, but you're noticing not the guys that we were drafting towards the top. Uh, most of those and guys he, have been a disappointment.
2: Yes, I'd like to say there was a glut of second basemen, like you said, in that range, like Whit Merrifield was involved too. And you know, he hasn't had the best season, but uh, almost 20 steals. Uh, really good average, g- uh, good amount of runs and a great lineup. It, it was just like a lot of solid players that you felt like were pretty similar to the guys going top 200. Like, what well, was like Willie Adamez? I'd take most of those guys over like Willie Adamez or whoever else was going in the top 100. Yeah. In the season,
1: Semien's had a good year too. I should, I, I kind of, I, I at least, especially a really good start to the season. I know he's kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, maybe a lot bit now that I'm thinking about it there, but uh, you know. You know, he he got off to such a great start that I, you know, it's hard to really complain too much about what he's brought to the table there. Um, but uh, looking at uh, some of the other guys that you know what they've done, um, yeah, it's it's it has been a disappointing position. Edmund is now like batting ninth, uh, and really slumping. Nico Horner, as as, uh, Hart Foundation mentioned, has cooled off considerably. Glaber Torres had a great start, I guess he's doing all right um I, I don't i don't view him as a top guy there but uh, maybe i'm not giving him enough credit
2: yeah there's i mean nolan gorman he's cooled off a ton recently but he provided yeah. like 17 steals at second base that's huge uh he's been basically kyle schwarber when he's good which mm-hmm. you know i'm, I'm not going to complain about mookie bets he got second base eligibility so if you're in a league where you can put mookie bets at second base you're probably thrilled right now yeah you didn't have to deal with taking these bets uh yeah no i mean a uh, it's I'd say it's still better than recent years, uh, considerably yeah. better considering middle infielders nowadays have a lot more power. You're not relying
1: on a Nikki Lopez as much. That's true. And thank the Lord for that. Um, Astros, do they, are they traders at make, are they buyers at the deadline here? What do they have to sell? Um, that's, that's a good question. I think they still have some
2: youth in their minors. They've always been good at developing and churning out these prospects and whatnot, mm-hmm. but, you know, the news of Lance McCullers not returning. Um, I mean, their starters are fine. Orkidi, are you really going to bank on it? You're not going to bank on him in the playoffs. Uh, he'd, he'd be their fifth starter in general. Yeah. They're they're 11 games over 500. I mean, they should buy, but they don't really have much to give up. And I, I think they just try to prey on getting healthy like Altuve and Jordan.
1: Yeah, they got Drew Gilbert in the minors, uh, but like they don't have Forrest Whitley. That never worked out, and that that's one of the things that's big, big disappointment for the franchise. They they missed out on a window to trade him and or, let alone use him.
2: Yeah, no, they're. I mean, Yainer Diaz, that's their big prospect, and he's hitting now. I had A mm-hmm. two home run game recently, so I think they just stay in house, try to get healthy, maybe make moves around the like the margins, like for a middle reliever or something that can really help them, uh, or like a back end guy like an Alex Lang. Uh, who could give him like an eighth inning horse? I mean, I, they they have some guys though, Brian Abreu, Hector Neris, and whatnot to back up Ryan Presley. So I think it actually might take an injury there, but yeah, it, it's those moves around the margins because uh, Michael Brantley, it doesn't sound like he's getting back anytime soon. So no, uh, if ever, like, yeah, exactly. So backup guys because you know they lost Luis Garcia early in the season too. He was a the guy they were going to have to rely yeah. on heavily.
1: Exactly, yep. and yeah, so and Verlander to it, free it. agency. A lot, lot of losses yeah. there. Uh, estuary ruiz injured his shoulder yesterday um and i want to delve less into like how long he's going to be out because we don't really know just yet uh day-to-day currently listed didn't play against detroit today but entered the day at 43 stolen bases uh and just illustrates you said it already we need more stolen bases right now (laughs) yeah uh i mean
2: not just estuary ruiz jorge mateo is getting phased out So a lot of those early season steals are kind of, I mean, assuming Ruiz is gone for a little bit or a significant amount, let's say a month, month and a half, depending on I don't really have a, you know, date on his return. Um, you know, the next best guy, assuming you don't have Acuna, like everybody else, nobody's in the thirties, everyone else is in the twenties of steel. So you're gonna have to be kind of scrambling to make up for a Mateo for a Ruiz, um, And it's very I mean, Willie Castro is probably the best guy on your wire if you need steals and And that feels ugly.
1: It's debatable how much he's going to be on your wire there, too. You know, it's just one of those things Mm -hmm. where you keep, you know, he's been picked up a lot and then dropped and picked up and dropped. Some people Mm -hmm. probably just held on to him this whole time. So uh, we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, Um, but yeah, I'm just looking like at the overall earth standings uh, since this is a scarf cast and not a a main Mm -hmm. event uh, cast. Um, you know, but, uh, just looking at, uh, you know, you know, just, just looking at stolen bases right now to get the 80th percentile in stolen bases, uh, you basically have to have 132 points and in, in 165 team league, uh, which means you're looking at roughly, um, you know, stolen base wise, you're probably looking already, we're just past the uh, halfway point. You're looking at like 102 stolen bases, 103 stolen bases right now. I gotta say that that's, that's that would have gotten you like 80th percentile for the season last year. Maybe, maybe a little short of that, but it's yep. a big leap. Yep. It's uh it's a steal happy league, and
2: I I like it. I, I think it's been great for the game, but mm-hmm. for the sake of fantasy, I mean it's actually kind of the guys like uh, the name guys who are stealing, like Julio, uh Julio Rodriguez, I mean, uh Starte is up there, Corbin Carroll, Bobby Witt, Wander Franco. I mean I guess you know the Nico Horner's, the Josh Lowes, Tyra Estrada's hurt now, so that's yeah. a twenty steel guy that's lost. Jake McCarthy, if you picked him up, it's, it's been kind of, you know, you're not getting a lot of these guys off the wire nowadays. It's it, they're they're the name guys that they get they're the guys that were picked up and drafted mm-hmm. or held to this point. So you're, I mean, J, he John oh wait, sorry Bay, sorry Gwan Bay, Gwan Bay, sorry, I his name
1: right now, yep. he is too. If you stole Josh Lowe late, you're pretty happy with that. Yeah. 19 bags on the year, all, all, along with everything else he's brought to the table. Kind of cooled off a little bit lately, which is kind of true of the race. Taylor Wall's got 18 stolen bases. He's cooled yeah. off. He's hitting 211, which is basically where he that's, that's his, his level. Uh, to your point, Willie Castro happens to be available uh, in, the cup, in, in the number of leagues, like you said. He, I, I'm looking at like another one of my leagues where uh, just kind of uh, RotoWire can scrape whether who's available, who's a free agent, all that. Willie Castro is the only one among the leaders that's available at 18 stolen bases.
2: Yep. I mean, uh, someone mentioned in the chat right now, Travis Jankowski. I think uh, he homered earlier in the week. I think that was his first homer of the season. But uh, yeah, that's a solid pickup. Michael Garcia, if he hasn't been picked up in your leagues. Uh, yeah, I think he has some pop, too, hitting at the top of the order. I mean, Royals Royals are terrible, but hitting at the top of the order is always a positive. I thought Zach McKinstry would steal more to this point. He's been getting on base. He just doesn't do anything beyond that, but he has some mm-hmm. speed. He stole early in the season, but he stopped after anybody picked him up. So, yeah, it, you're kind of in a rough spot. Yeah, Jankowski's solid. Garcia, solid. Those are the two guys I'd look at.
1: How are you going to change your draft style, if, if at all? Or did you get it uh, right already about the stolen bases coming this year? But are you uh, going to alter it for next year at all? I mean, considering I'm in
2: third place in scarf with Corbin Carroll and Ronald Acuna, I don't know what I have to do at this point. It's oh really God. hard to. Yeah, no, that's brutal. But um, I think you assume that the rules are going to stay as they are for now, unless we get any sort of substantive information going into 2024 that um you know the the three checks to the base runner or um i i don't know like it's hard to really adjust further because coming into the year it was just assumed that guys have stolen stolen in the past are going to continue to steal and continue to steal at a or go steal at a higher rate whereas the guys who didn't steal will not steal like we're seeing freddie freeman steal bases at at a rate we haven't seen in years yep so it's really the guys who've done it and continue to do it so just bank on that pretty much just if they have a history of stealing bases draft them if they don't well just assume that they're not so
1: all right fair enough construction there um yeah i, I was looking you have 125 bags already in scarf um that, that's pretty impressive you should with those two guys i mean that that's a great start uh, right then and there um and you're first in bags you got 100. i mean you're first in place in stolen base third overall in our league uh, I'm down in seventh right now in the league, uh, in total points, but, uh, ha- plenty of season left. Got to, But my hitting, my hitting really needs help right now. And I just lost. Offense trout. isn't
2: exactly the issues for me. So it's pitching. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pitching.
1: I just lost trout. I just lost Kershaw. So it's been a hell of a week. Um,
2: yeah. Kershaw should be back though. I think he's, he's back end of next week.
1: Yeah. Or, probably end
2: of uh, all-star break week is what I mean.
1: Yeah, no, I, I get you on that one there. Yeah, he uh, he should be back, and we, that that'd be nice. Can't wait for him to be back. Uh, let's see. So yeah, he is you re- Yeah, one other guy I want to talk about before we start looking at the trade deadline. Colton Cowser got the call. Uh, mm-hmm. He does have speed. Uh, yes. You know, another you, or you know, someone in the chat was saying. I think uh, I think it was the Heart Foundation saying. I'm bragging because the Reds have all the prospects. The Orioles mm-hmm. also have all the prospects. He's the latest, next great prospect to get called up. How heavy do you expect to be the bidding this week? I I think it'll be heavy just because he's
2: a good prospect on a great team.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, looking at his profile, he's a big strikeout guy. Like, throughout his career, he's been 25-plus. Just recently, he got to 23.3% in A at 23 years old, which is solid. That's about where you want to be for A, but... Um, he gets on base by walking NFBC leagues, roto leagues, their average leagues. So he might be one of those hurts your batting average helps you everywhere else. Kind of guys. Um, he didn't really steal much in 2022 between double a AA and triple a had two steals total between 340 plate appearances.
1: Yeah. It was so, weird how he we stopped after getting promoted from high a that was, that is yeah. weird.
2: And just seven in 257 this year. Uh, and that was, you know, that was with a 459 OBP, so he was getting on base a ton and only stole seven bases. So I'm not exactly going to bank on Colton Kowser providing me yeah. double digit steals going forward. Uh, if he'll give me like a sprinkle of them, but you know, you want him for power, he has plenty of that. Um, mm-hmm. You need that to translate, and luckily, you know, him being a lefty, he doesn't have to deal with the uh, the long or the higher wall in Baltimore. Uh, on the left field side that's true i'm gonna bid but i'm not gonna go crazy on colton calzer because i just don't think the average and steals are gonna get me to where i need to go
1: yeah plus i mean who has money left now uh with all the bidding that we've done this year i mean it's crazy like in our league it's awesome uh in scarf uh, i've got 186 18 18 and a half percent of my fab budget left that gives me the fifth most fab in the league yeah, 15 team league. There's one team that's completely out. Another person's got eight out of a thousand left. Two others at 22 out of a thousand. It's been an active league. When, you're, when your hammer has 40, 437 left and then the next highest is 240, you know we've been bidding a lot in this league. It's awesome. It's fun, honestly. I, I love competing against you
2: guys every Sunday it makes my it makes my evenings and it's at 9 p.m too so it's like a little cherry on top to yeah uh, typical seven o'clock fab or we get to see all the main
1: event all the other nfpc bids so you get an idea of what players are going for in some cases Mm -hmm. you raise it by a couple bucks here and there uh i you know it's funny i think it was it was the there was one week where i i think it was maybe the bobby miller week or maybe it was another week where I, I was doing the pod, the Sunday night pod with Scott Jenstad, and we we're talking about scarf because the, the the bids were going to end while we were on air, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to do this," but the next guy's got this. Maybe I should. and Scott goes, "Maybe you should bump it up to that." So I go, "Yeah, maybe I'll even bump it up a little bit more." So I bumped it like to what Scott said plus three, and of course, someone came in second at what Scott said. So either he saw the future, or <laughs> someone was listening uh, in the league. And either way, it's great. And the thing is, I love about this league, it's the live draft, too. We had a great time doing it both oh, the, yeah. t- both years so far. Fun, fun league. I I love a live draft, especially with in- industry people.
2: Yeah, no, and I really like that almost everyone makes it out. We've yeah. had at least 80% full both times, and they've been in different spots, so we've made it like kind of accessible to whomever needs to make it. Also, okay, speaking of fab, I have 89 out of 1,000, and I'm in the middle of the league. Yeah, exactly. 89, exactly. and we
1: have... What we have half the season left, just under half the season. Yep, it's going to be a lot of three and four dollar wins late in the season, except if that, that, that the intrepid souls that save a little bit more money. I'd like to have about ten percent of my budget for the last month of the season. I learned mm. that one from Scott Jen's dad. Uh It's going to be almost impossible to do so, and I know in other leagues I'm already below that threshold. It's 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 sad, but then again, in one of those leagues I got Ellie. I mean, I'm not going to complain. There you go.
2: Can't. That's your boy. That's your that's your favorite team right there. So.
1: Yeah, it's a huge exactly. 3-3 three, three in the ninth in that game, by the way, with the Nats. They had another oh, no leg game. Um, yeah. Ellie, Ellie's had a couple of hits. He's, he's been prominently involved in this game. Has an RBI, has a stolen base. He's also got thrown out at home, and he also botched a rundown uh, today. So very prominently involved on both sides of the, uh, the coin there. But uh, anywho, uh, we're going to talk about the trade deadline coming up in a second. But first, quick note from our sponsors. First, Home Run Index. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to ten, one being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There is a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the whole game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game, so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com. Now to sign up, that's homerunforecast.com. Also, we're on the Blue Wire Network. Here
0: are their ads. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: All right, thank you for indulging us as always. Uh, Going to be in the Blue Blue Wire Network studios in Vegas next week. Looking forward to it. There should be fun. Uh, let's talk trade deadline, Kev. Uh, let's talk uh, about teams that have critical months coming up. Teams that you know should could be buyers, could be sellers, might be standing pat, but teams that we expected to do well this year and for whatever reason just haven't. Let's start right off. Uh, let's talk about those Angels. They had they've had a decent season. They're yeah. forty five and forty four. They've had a lousy, no good week, though. They lost Mike Trout. They got stomped by the Padres in a few games. And now they're currently sitting four games out of the last wild card spot, tied with the Red Sox, behind the Blue Jays, who are still out, and behind the Orioles, Astros, and Yankees, who are the three wild cards right now. The Angels are screwed. Yeah. I don't know if there's any
2: other way to put it. Uh, Taylor Ward has not hit to his standards or what, what the standards we expected drafting him, like in the top of that he was going all year. Uh, he's been more of an average player throughout the season. Shohei greatest, you know, baseball player of all time. I think that's, you know, hard to argue at this point, given what he's done. Uh, but, but even so he's just one person people compare, you know, the, the Shohei Otani to like the Patrick Mahomes or to Tom Brady or LeBron James. I mean, I guess, yeah. You look at other sports, you can't compare one singular baseball player, even if they pitch and hit, to a a quarterback or an elite basketball player because you can carry so much more weight as an individual in those sports, specifically at the quarterback position and whatever for basketball. It doesn't really matter. Baseball, you can only provide a a, a certain amount of value. Right, You're 10% on offense and about 20, not less than 20% because there's the bullpen too. As a pitcher, towards a season's worth of wins, you cannot provide the amount of wins necessary to lead a team. So I always get frustrated by saying, "Well, Otani doesn't win. Otani can't win aside from the games he pitches by himself. There are four other games per week, five actually, because he's on a six-day schedule. Um, it's unfortunate because we would want to see a guy like this in the postseason, this right?" here you want to see Shohei Otani in the postseason I want to see him in Yankee Stadium in the I mean well not Yankee Stadium this year but you know another year let's say in the ALCS competing you know in the big time show against the Yankees
1: preferably for my my purposes here that would be awesome
2: but we're not going to get that and Trout's out for two months hammock bone injury like we mentioned that's pretty much going to sap his power I think he's had an injury like this in the past or it was a wrist where he Mm -hmm. he was just kind of mediocre for the rest of the year the last month I don't expect anything from him for the rest of the year, even if he returns. I'm not saying drop him, but you know, just we'll keep right. expectations low. Zach Neto, he looked really good, but he's returning from real oblique, like we said. Matt Tice, Chad Wallach, catcher duo. That's not exactly gonna sell. And their pictures are fine. It's it's a shit show. They should excuse my language, they should be selling. <laughs> um, and I would trade Shohei Ohtani. get something for him before he walks, because he's gonna yeah. walk.
1: You, you, you definitely previewed my, uh, question there. And that, my, you know, it's like, do you trade them? What do you do? And I, that's the thing it's like, I think it, you've got the runway of the next month. If you, they somehow defy the odds, um, and, and make that run. Keep in mind though, they were already outside looking in before trout's injury. Mm-hmm. And now, now, now you look at it there and wow, what a catch in the reds game. Sorry. got distracted. Um, the, uh, and now you got that injury. Oh, it's, it's brutal. Malmoniac will play a little bit more, but he was already playing a lot. Anyhow, at the expense of Taylor Ward, uh, Joe Adele is getting, gotten the call time to finally see what they have in him. You know, it, it, you got to stop with the whole, like, oh, he's, he's crushing Salt Lake. Okay. Everybody crushes Salt Lake. Let's see him at the big league level. Yep. It's not fun not fun at all. And if you trade Shohei, you're not getting him back. That's the other thing. You're no. probably not getting him back anyhow, but you cement everything once that you trade him there, I feel like. They were lucky to get him. Yeah. They were so lucky to get him.
2: And I think they made their money back in, in droves. Oh, based easily. on like, you know, not just jersey sales, but like ticket sales and, you know, getting, you know, uh, I'd say like the Japanese audiences into the stands that wouldn't, you know, typically have gone to an Angels game or not no, to mention I, Japanese just,
1: sponsors. Have you been to a game down in the big A?
2: I not like in the past two years. There's like I, a, I've gone recently-ish.
1: There's like a Japanese cat food company that uh, is cat or dog food. I forget which. Uh, that that has a, has a billboard there and all that. I mean, who else gets that? Only no the Angels. You know, and I all mean that. the Dodgers next
2: year, hopefully. But that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think. You know, Otani should get a solid return, even with half a season left. Uh, A contender should sell for them uh, for him, because what better hammer for the postseason? If you need that, like last piece, he's a two. He's a two piece. He's the pitcher hitter. So exactly. And he, I know he struggled a little bit in his last outing, but it sounded like a a nothing issue with a blister. So I would be optimistic. And yeah, I I I agree that the Angels should at least ride out the next month. Uh, they're over 500, just barely, you know, m- might as well try, even if you risk injury, at least you went out swinging, which they're swinging a lot and missing recently. So just keep it going. Give it till towards the end of July and yeah, yeah. see what happens.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think you do see a trade in their future. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe Henard says, is Joe Adele, the new Alex Wood for the angels there? I think he means oh, Brandon Wood, right? Yeah, it has to be because Alex Wood was good until he got, I mean, he was good
2: at the start of his career, so I don't think that's really, yeah, it had to be Brandon Wood.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it could be. I saw uh, Wood, Howie Kendrick, Alex Gordon, um, all in the same uh, Arizona Fall League game. There's another Royal, too, at the uh, Royals prospect. I'm, I'm escape name's escaping me right now, but he was another like elite prospect at the time. They were the top four batters in this uh, Fall League game. They're on the same team. And it was like this backup catcher that uh, hit <laughs> uh, hit two home runs that game. But it was pretty funny. Uh, anyways, uh, let's move on to the next team uh, uh, on our potential sellers list here. And another team that really uh, has to have a big week right now. Uh, I mean, a big month. And that is the Padres. I don't think they mm-hmm. sell. No. Just because of no how change. much they invested. They've actually started playing a little bit better lately. But, uh, you know, it's, it's high, high time for them. They're six games out of the wild card still. Five games under 500. The division's still kind of in play. Arizona's starting to take on some water, I've noticed lately. Uh, so even though there are nine games out in the, the division, I don't think the division is settled either. The problem is they have to leapfro- leapfrog both the Dodgers and the Giants. So it's more likely to uh, better to focus on the wild card. But still, uh, they're they're a confounding team, too. Yeah,
2: uh, I look at the Padres, they got, they had Tatis out for, you know, the first three weeks. So that's already, they started off on the wrong foot with the season, mm-hmm. but he's been fantastic. Um, they they just DFA'd Nelson Cruz, which I think is huge. You don't want those, you know, anchors on your team. Uh, Gary Sanchez is cool down, but overall, I mean, the pitching, you know, Seth Lugo, Michael Waka been amazing more recently in the season so they have you know so- something to work off of there you darvish was getting really unlucky blake snell has been arguably the best pitcher in baseball over the last month and a half uh so they have you know a, a solid base to work with josh hater is back to being josh Hader. yeah another team i think they need to make just those middle reliever moves like uh, like i said alex lang earlier but might as well just you know uh, you know they need maybe an eighth inning guy and uh, you know if they want to shell out for an ace like if they want to go get scherzer and I mean, they, they're having some money issues, but overall, I, I don't think the Padres need much. They just need some luck. Yeah. Yeah. I like, think if they probably... want to make a move, they should like go ahead and do it. Sorry, not to cut you off, but yeah, they can make a move. They don't really have to is the thing.
1: Yeah. They've won three in a row against the angels. Um, the, the run scoring has been the problem and they just designated yeah. Nelson Cruz, you know, got to see what happens at Cronenworth. Uh, see if he comes around at all but uh you know it's the bottom part of that order has really been disappointing and manny machado but even machado's shown some signs which yeah of course he's shown some signs he's supposed to yeah. Since coming off the il i think he has like seven homers
2: and like a thousand ops or something he's been he's been fine and he was always going to be fine he's manny machado he uh, he went through a whole season slump in baltimore that one year and then he just bounced right back he's kind of weirdly streaky but you know when it's all clicking it's it's amazing and uh I think that's where we're at with him.
1: Yeah. Gary Sanchez had like six homers early. He's had like one in the last 17 games. He's not hitting at all. Mm -hmm. Stop the presses. You know, dog bites, man. Not a surprise here.
2: (laughs) He's still better than Austin Nola, at least. So
1: true. It's not much. Oh, there
2: you go. Okay. How about they trade for a catcher? Go get Sal Perez. Go get. I, I don't really know that many catchers that are going to be on the block, but that's just the one. Oh, Yasmani Grandal maybe bring him
1: back? I don't know. Yeah. Um uh, maybe uh but uh that yeah, Grandal, he'd be an improvement, that's for sure. I don't know about defensively because yeah. I don't think he's much of a defensive catcher these days. He but... was always real
2: a really good framer. It was just he let a lot of balls go behind him. Yeah. he was not never a great blocker. So, uh yeah, let me Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's passable and like he's still hitting at a league average rate. So if that's yeah. an
1: improvement, it is, it is. So kind of agreed. Angels should be sellers. Padres probably won't be sellers. I mean, they do have, I mean, if they, if they are sellers, I mean, you're selling, you're, you're trading away hater for sure. And they have one of the biggest yeah. uh, that chips on the table there. So uh, that, that, that Soto is he, a, is he a trade piece possibly if they keep losing? Cause they haven't if, signed him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He would be, but man, it'd be such, I think emotionally, that would be a, a tough pill to swallow because it was such fanfare that they traded for him and all that. And they gave up so much in the way of prospects. I mean, they gutted their farm system for him. Oh I yeah. Think. James Wood is looking good. Yep. Uh, so that's why I don't think they sell, but I, I, cause I think it'll be, I think they'd rather be prideful and say, we're going to win again next year, but in, instead we'll just run it back, but yeah. maybe make some tweaks, but I don't think they'll sell. That's, that's just my, uh, my inclination there so we'll see yeah, they have a lot of money on the books just with tatis machado uh
2: with the uh, cronenworth they're paying like like 12 to 15 million somewhere in that range um yeah machado tatis bogart sorry that was the guy i was going to mention bogart's
1: too they you have a lot of money him. invested in him yeah that contract's so already think, bad by the way
2: yeah it's not looking good i mean he's still solid defensively just his bad is not playing up to what we expected and it. It's the park, really. That is the maybe the worst home park in baseball for hitters. So mm-hmm. you either need extraordinary power. Even Soto struggled his first year last, like last season. So yeah, um, it, it's really rough to get those hitters in that aren't really, you know, that, that struggle early and then kind of get in their head. But uh, overall, I think the Padres are probably just going to end up buying. But but Hater and Soto are the guys I'd expect to be sold if if it just if they sink over the last uh, over the next three weeks.
1: And I've heard Shohei Otani might be one of their targets too, by the way. Uh why not? Yeah, keep piling on. If they do become buyers, what about Paul Goldschmidt? You know, an upgrade over Cronenworth. I know the problem is they signed yeah. Cronenworth to the long-term deal, but uh not the Cardinals, money, Cardinals got to be sellers. Um, and Goldschmidt is yeah. a free agent after next season. Seems like he'd be an ideal guy to, to trade if they're the cards. I love it. I I love the concept of adding a veteran first baseman, kind of
2: get someone to kind of steady the ship. Uh, Mm -hmm. It feels like there's a lot of tension with the Padres. Like every loss feels like the worst loss ever for them. Right. Right. And like Goldschmidt's kind of been through, uh, 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 been through the dog days with the card. I'm not the Cardinals. Excuse me. uh, The Diamondbacks. I mean, well, technically the Cardinals too. Now I was thinking Arizona Cardinals for a second, but neither here nor there. Um, yeah, Goldschmidt would be a good steady hand to add to uh, the Padres just as a guy, a vet who's been there, who kind of can relate to uh, a clubhouse that is in turmoil. And, you know, I think he could fix that. I and mean, Cronenworth for the Cardinals. I'd actually love that a ton. Like, they have a lot of good contact guys. Like, uh, you know, Donovan, Edbin, uh, what's it called? Uh, Jordan Walker now. He's been fantastic recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just add Cronenworth to that mix. Just another guy who could get on base, make some good contact. Uh relatively cheap
1: for them and assigned long-term might as yeah, well it's a possibility Cardinals are now 12 and a half out they lost all they've lost three games in a row to the Marlins this week they mm-hmm. usually beat the Marlins like a drum but no no surprise there they, they've had some they had a gut punch loss last night they had a blowout la- loss the night before I mean they're 12 and a half out in the central they have to be sellers here I mean they just optioned Libertor
0: they
2: yep. uh IL'd slash Reti- uh, early retired Adam Wainwright a-, a week or a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be one of those teams that makes a move to try. They're not going to give up this. They still have more mole. They still have their GM. Uh, it sounds like they're going to keep them for the rest of the year. If they haven't fired them now, when
1: all-star break coming up, Ollie Marmol. Did- could- I- I- I'm stunned. Ollie Marmol still has a job. Given how he is picking fights with his players and just, you know, even the start of spring training, you know, he had a beef with an umpire and, you know, he came out and, you know, said that he didn't shake his hand and all that unprofessional airs it out with the media. I I don't know. I just, it's always like he's walking on this con thriving on conflict. I don't know. Like airing out the Tyler O'Neill thing. I mean, instead of just pulling him aside in the dugout and telling him, Hey, you need to do this or that. To, to throw them under the bus like that to me that was something that i was just like come on that's not how you handle things they're so weird right now they're rotating
2: so many pieces in and out of the lineup especially yeah. these young dylan carlson alec burleson uh gorman who's more of a platoon guy but that's that's fine mm-hmm. but uh walker who was early on kind of getting mixed in every uh, luke and baker i think is his name excuse me no no disrespect to yeah luke and baker Yep. They just have, like, random uh, like random pieces with these top prospects missing, mixing in and Edmund, who's still playing a shit ton for some reason. But uh, th- they don't feel like they're putting the best lineup out there every day. And no. they're, they're trying too many things out. Tyler O'Neill is still on IL, which I think that's a fake IL. I think he's – I know he's had a history of injury, but uh, I think that's, like, a timeout for him. I think it uh, was, too. TO for TO. Uh, overall, I, I – Cardinals need a shake up. They're too good to be this bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, losing, they've lost their bullpen too. Like Giovanni Gallegos is terrible. Now Ryan Helsley's on the IL Hicks just blew a game, but he's been, you know, solid. Um, Payante is terrible. They're a weird team, but it's a team that you could kind of work with because there's the base of that offense, right? If you have it an offense be like a red, quick
1: turnaround, you know?
2: Yes, but they don't have the, uh, they don't have the, uh, the farm of the, or maybe they do, but they're younger. At least well, the red said guys ready now.
1: Oh, Walker is already up. Mason. Wynn uh, would be interesting. Uh, tank hence is an interesting. He throws heat. That boy throws heat. He's got yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. But so that's they're, they're, again, later down line. line. Exactly. They've got some pieces that are in It could be interesting, but yeah, I just feel like they've kind of, they try to stretch it out. You know, Wayne, Let's get him one more year. He should have stepped aside at the end of the year with mm. Yachty and them. I mean, it should have been like him, Yachty and Pujols all retiring at the same time. I think, he, what was
2: he working towards? What, what uh, Mark historic Mark?
1: I don't know. It wasn't strike. It's a uh, wins, right? It's wins? Uh, Does he
2: have? is he close to 300?
1: Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you in a second here. Um, yeah. Neither. Th- nor there. That, That's, that's definitely the milestone. I remember hearing that it was like, He's he needed to get like six wins or eight eight wins or something of that nature. He is at career wins. Uh, for Adam Wainwright is at this is great radio. Uh, one ninety eight. He's at so he needs two oh, more for two
2: hundred. and they're gonna hundred percent give it to him. He's coming back,
1: and it's he's just grinding it and grinding it. We're gonna make it. It's like three. If Amigos, it's not
2: going three hundred, gonna make, it, gonna if make it's it. not three hundred. Why are they doing it? like I get it? Like so many guys have two hundred. Go out with your hat in hand. Don't go out this bad. I, I get that, you know, players mm-hmm. in the past have done this and kind of, you know, chugged along to get those historic marks. But those historic marks are like 3,000 strikeouts, 300 wins, significant 500 home runs, significant markers, like or poo-holes with 600 or however many. Or how many did he hit 700? Did he cross that?
1: Uh don't know the exact number for him. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, but well, whatever. But like they got to like historic, historic marks, whereas 200 wins is not that special i mean i get it it feels better than 198 but still
1: yeah um you know it's kind of you know they'll make another movie with bernie Mac, mr 200 oh, um but yeah that was, that was, was a good it was.
2: movie i saw that in theaters i was a kid i didn't think it, I, I wanted to see all the cussing i was like <laughs> 10 when it came out
1: <laughs> that's amazing that's awesome all right we'll move on to the car from the carls uh, i think they i think they gotta sell but we'll see uh i also yeah, think they need agreed. to fire if they fire ollie then i think everything else goes too. I think that they start they yeah. start the sell off there. Uh, Boston mm-hmm. Red Sox. Now this is a team with a winning record. They're tied with the Angels, actually. <laughs> uh, playing, they they swept uh, Toronto last week uh, in Toronto on Canada Day, no less. How dare they do that? Uh, they they sure. won last night. They've got some interesting pieces, but they're forty four and forty three. There's twelve games out in the division. Wildcard, card, they're closer. You know, they could they could still make a run. They're only four games out of the wild card. I think this is a very pivotal month for the Red Sox and what they decide to do. I mean, they they have a winning record and they're last in the division. Yeah, and by like a significant
2: marker, so it's not exactly uh, you know a, a viable place to be. Uh, they lost sale. He's coming back. I think a month, but even so, that's like a lot of time for a team that you know has to decide to sell by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so trade deadlines late July, right? Or early August, am I August right? 1st? Okay, so late July, August, whatever it's close enough. Um, yep. it used to be 31st yes. of
1: July, they changed it to that's I, why I that's where I have it wrong. Yeah. So, yeah,
2: 12 games out of first, uh, wild card. They are, excuse me, they are four games out of the wild card, which you know, sounds good, but it's the Astros and Orioles. I don't think they're gonna right. pass the Astros and Orioles, I don't think they're gonna break into that little sphere. So, you're in a really tough place. You have older. Guys that are very sellable. Kenley Jansen, James Paxton, Justin Turner, if you please. I might decide to keep Justin Turner just for good vibes.
1: They love him there.
2: He's the perfect Boston guy, and he was a great LA guy. He's from LA, and I loved him. But uh, I think he fits the culture there. You know, the the beard, the hair, the everything they Mm -hmm. love over there. You know, he he looks like he just came out of a bar in Boston. He looks perfect for them. So I would keep Justin. I would even let him retire with the team. But um, Paxton – kenley jansen sell high get some young pieces um i don't think boston is exactly loaded in their farm system they have some guys but they don't really have they're not like a top five farm system there even after trading mookie they got what like alex verdugo was the best piece they got in that deal jeter downs was cut or oh, DFA'd what or dfa so. what a disaster trade terrible i mean hey for them trade.
1: for them not me i, I love mookie i got Financial flexibility. yes we got that there
2: Look, they did a good job signing guys like, like I said, Paxton, Kenley, but you sign them so you could sell them if you're in this position. Yeah. You yeah. Max- they're, they're, they're both towards the top of the league in their respective roles. Go maximize their value before Paxton inevitably gets hurt or Jansen turns it into a potato as he typically does at some point in the season. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think Boston's in a really good place to build towards the future. Their offense is young and expanding. Uh, Yoshida. I think you can agree. He looks, he looks like the truth.
1: Yeah. I I think that was a good signing for sure.
2: Great signing. So they have the offense. Don't really sell any pieces there. Just sell the pitching and work towards 2024 where I think they can actually contend.
1: Yeah. So right now you mentioned the pitching James Paxton's on paternity leave, but he's been great since coming Mm -hmm. back. Like ace. Great. Like, uh, like, wow, he looks really good, but it's always for how long with him. Can he stay healthy? But man, he looks so good. Brian Bayo.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Let's give a little he's- word
1: of praise to Brian Bayo. This is a guy that's he's got, he has got, he went seven innings last night against the Rangers and his last five starts. He's gone seven, seven, six and two thirds, seven and seven. I mean, he has been a stud lately, but do you know, what's funny. If you look at their fan graphs
2: page, they have three pitchers as starting pitchers listed. Yeah. it's go James to our, rotowires
1: depth, depth chart. Same thing. Yeah. Excuse me, sorry. No, Roto-Wire as well. My fly. bad. No, no. Yeah, that, I, that, I, I use fangrass all the time too. It's all good. Yeah. Keep so it so
2: It's it's uh, Paxton, Bayo, Cutter Crawford, who was a long man to start the year. I yeah. love Cutter Crawford. Don't get me wrong. That's another young guy that like they could build off of. Cutter, Bayo sign some guys next year, but work towards next year for now. Sell Paxton, sell Janston. Uh, Chris Martin, I don't know how valuable he is, but they don't really have anyone. Hook on IL, Kluber on IL, Sale on IL, Whitlock on IL. And it looks like Whitlock, maybe long-term Kluber's terrible sale. Again, he's not back for a month cause he was placed on the 60 day uh, hook. I don't really know the length. I know he's on the 15. It's a face fracture. So I don't really know what that means yeah, for him. Broken face. He's a young guy. They're not trading him, but like Jansen Paxton, for sure. Martin, if he's has value, get rid of him. build towards next year. That's my move.
1: Yeah. They called up like David Hamilton at one point in time to just <laughs> play the infield to replace Kluber. Sorry. <laughs> I thought at first he was going to pitch my bad. Yeah. Uh, but the p- point is, they don't have that ready-made guy. I mean, it's just—it's really wild. I mean, trying to look at their—you uh, know—there's a lot of teams that are like that right now. Uh, they're like, God, how are they going to get through the season? It's Just not enough starters. But the Braves figured a way out, and I think the the Red Sox could too. But like, like in a, you the Braves know, that have is-
2: devil—the Braves have devil magic. It's always one guy every year that turns into an ace. Remember, yep. uh, Mike Fultinovich? Yeah.
1: Fultonavich. Yes. Well, I do. I don't, how the
2: heck did that happen? And then he's an ace. Uh, Kyle Wright last year. Ace. Uh, Mike Sirocco a couple of years ago and maybe this year. I don't really think so. But, you know, they, they can pull these one-year wonders out of their butt, even though some of them are prospects. But they can always get one guy to perform at a high level to kind of balance out a rotation. Uh, the Red Sox only have, like, two guys right now, like considering Paxton's yep. on paternity leave. But, uh, yeah, they, they're just not in a position. And then they have uh, Trevor Story, who Started the year with I think it was Tommy John or a brace in his elbow, so you're going to get it back for an extra. I think he'll be fine by next season, but they just were not set up for success this year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, they it looks like they might get uh, Pavetta back in the rotation at this weekend. We'll see how that goes. But he's, I mean, he he's lost his spot bird. for a reason, right? Yeah, you know?
2: yeah, yeah. You got Pavetta.
1: Like that's like that's you don't want Pavetta in your rotation. No, no, you don't. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's a tough spot for them. Uh, by the way, you mentioned the Braves. They imagine if they were the team that had fixed Kevin Gossman. Remember Gossman spent some time there. He spent some mm-hmm. time in Cincy. Reds designated him for assignment, but that was like four years ago. I, I think we yeah. can let that go on that, but yeah, the that's Giants... like
2: the Astros. That's like the Astros DFA JD Martinez. You could figure, you could forgive one bad mistake or the Dodgers trading Jordan, which oh. actually stings a lot, yes. but nevertheless, everyone has a mess up. You can't. Oh yeah. Fault oh yeah. Any
1: particular team. Exactly. I... We should do a like worst personnel decision for every franchise. Oh, that would be a good article. Yep. Yeah. It'd be fun to research. Um, all right. Uh, one last team I wanted to bring up uh, is the Seattle Mariners. Uh, another team that had high expectations, had a nice run in the playoffs last year, put the took the Astros to the limit in that one game. Uh, but they've been a disappointment this year. Uh, they, they've been a big disappointment. They're also the, they, they're the team that struck out 16 times against Lance Lynn. Who is Lance Lynn? Now, Lance Lynn actually gets strikeouts, but um, they're they're not a good lineup. Uh, they're hitting. They're 42 and 43. They're five games out in the wild card. One behind the Red Sox and the Angels. The, their pitching is strong. They've got a great rotation, but that offense is just hurting. And they have a good bullpen, very good
2: bullpen at that. So um, I say with a team like this, you can't afford to waste a pitching year to this degree. You can't afford to waste an elite Kirby. Brian Wu out of nowhere, who's elite now. Uh, Luis Castillo's pitching well. Logan Gilbert's pitching well. You can't afford to you can't afford to waste that uh, elite pitching years. You have to hammer, and they have the offensive pieces in play. They just need again to work around it or add that one piece. Hey, Shohei Ohtani.
1: Oh, Shohei Ohtani. Why not? And they were in on him in the first place. Yeah, there absolutely.
2: That should be the Otani team. They're they're starting Mike Ford at DH, and you know no no disrespect to Mike Ford, who's hit fairly well, but Yankees legend Mike Ford, yes. Bench DH him or uh, first base DH bench whatever him, and then bring in Otani. You have your fifth starter. They don't really have one of those right now, technically. I guess you know they had uh, Bryce Miller's on the IL with a blister, but even so, I mean maybe make him the sixth starter. They've they've wanted to run with a sixth starter for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they need one big move and I think they're a play they're a world series contender honestly because this rotation is probably the deepest in baseball. I think that's fair to say.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean it's top four are great the bullpen's great. Uh it's really just a matter of the, the uh the, the hitters yeah. there and by the way, Mike Ford has actually been good, is the funny thing. Yeah. Although although on base, not necessarily 308, but he's slugging 583. Well, granted, it's 78 plate appearances. Yeah. He'll turn back into the pumpkin he's been for the rest of his career. So I'm not really buying into that. But like they, they traded for Colton Wong uh, or signed him. Terrible. I forget if it was a free agent contract or if they, they traded for him. But man, we're still, still waiting afraid. for Colton Wong's first stolen base. Think about that. That's yes, like waiting but- for Tim Anderson's first homer. <laughs>
2: yeah I, I Anderson actually kind of homeward, but they took it away last week, so yeah, it's right. somewhere there uh but with uh with the Mariners, they're getting a fantastic year from J. p. Crawford. um he's been a very good player this year. He's t- actually taken a leap offensively, kind of downward defensively, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. um you have him, Ty France has been solid. Teoscar Oscar's been pretty good, not to the level they expected, but i I think there's a team that needs one swing. And if they miss, they miss. But this is a team that has to swing. You can't yeah. waste a year like this or a two-year window even. Um, maybe you go out – not you, but yeah maybe they go out and get uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Maybe they go out and make a veteran move for uh, a very good bat that can support them. Because this – it would be such a shame if they sold or if they just sta- sat on their hands.
1: I agree. Eloy Jimenez was suggested by uncle Ted. That that's not a bad uh, idea. I think the white Sox will be sellers. Giolito and, and Eloy should be both on the block. And those would be two of the premium chips out there. I think
2: Dodgers, please give me Giolito.
1: Yeah, that'd be a nice fit that (laughs) Dodgers desperately need starting pitching desperately. Bobby Miller. I don't know what's
2: going on with him. Like I could have sworn he would have been one of the best, if not the best rookie pitchers, like over the first like month that he came out. But recently he's just been getting bombed.
1: Yeah, it's a correction. You know, it's a game of adjustments, right? You know, uh, you know True. we get spoiled by yeah, Yuri Perez. But guess what? Yuri Perez got bombed the last time out too. I mean, it happens. Abbott will get his at some point in time. Smith Schauer dev- never really kind of had his good run yet. But I still, I still would, I still believe in him. I just think that the Braves probably are going to hold him back this year for the most year, most part. There's been plenty of good rookie pitchers, but even the best ones run into a well, Bryce Miller had his problems in Seattle for a while before uh, the blister came up. He, he was, he was rolling, but then he struggled for a while there too. Mm-hmm. So uh, these guys are going to be up and down. I,
2: I would trust Bobby Miller in the playoffs, but you don't want him as your number two. Uh, I mean, obviously you need Kershaw and, uh, Urias healthy Urias. We don't mm-hmm. really know what he's going to look like. He had a rough first start, but I trust yeah. him. I like, I would trust Miller as a three. I would prefer him as a four. Um, they need to make a move for one guy. If they move, make a move for two, hey, more power to them. But uh, I don't trust Syndergaard when he's coming back. I don't think anybody does. No. Uh. Yeah, it, it's been a Gavin Stone massive disappointment. I was super wrong on him. You know, that's the big L I'll take. But luckily, it was so cheap that I don't mind. Right. Um, yeah, the Dodgers are in a weird place. They need a hitter, too. So, uh, hey, if you want to. I mean, they can't really make an Eloy move. But, you know, the, the Tim Anderson giolito combo or lance lynn even if it's lance lynn who's top five in strikeouts in the al i'll take it
1: yeah i can see it happening there so uh we'll see i mean really looking for the trade deadline i want to see some movement here uh come on guys get on it You, you know the more games you get from that player the better but you know you gotta have a willing seller i suppose too but these are all teams that we should be looking for i throw the cubs in the mix too as a team that might be sellers at the deadline too they're they're another weird team. There, but they're in a
2: division like you know they're the the mirror of the Red Sox in a better division.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's right. right. Funny fun fact about the uh, about the Cubs is they're the only team in the NL Central with a positive run differential. Uh, they although they did lose today, yeah. but uh, plus hey, twenty. Hendricks has looked good. Like
2: they have weird like vet, I mean Albert Alzolay looks like a, a shutdown closer. Uh, Lighter's looking like a great setup. They have weirdly good pieces, yeah. But I don't know what you do with it though. Like, I, uh, this is a team. At least within the division, hey, compete. Might as well. I mean, I think the only move they really need to make is firing David Ross. Yeah. I, 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 is it Ross's fault? I, as far as I see, I mean, I'm not watching every Cubs game. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to say that. But from what I see from Cubs fans I follow. It seems like it's Ross's decision making that leads to these losses more often than not. Because yeah. I look at the lineup, I think the lineup's pretty solid. In getting like Christopher Morel hot, uh, Bellinger's had a fantastic season when he's on the field. Uh, Suzuki's been the big anchor piece, if anything, and he's a guy I believe in. He just started the season with the oblique injury, so yeah. I mean, I think uh, the Talkman hitting at the top of the order, getting on base a ton. Like they have pieces. Like I, I, I think I would take. They're a team that should take a shot. Like just see what happens at the deadline or towards the
1: deadline, and you know, decide from then on. Sure. I can see that there. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, they're they're in six games under 500. They are definitely one of those teams. If they fall off in July like they did last year, they could definitely be sellers, and we'll see about that. But anyhow, uh, Kev, this is fun going down the, some of these rosters, talking about these trade possibilities. Looking forward to seeing more of that there. I know you do football as well. We'll probably talk football at some point on this, uh, on the RotoWire podcast as well. Thanks for joining me today. Jeff, it's always
2: a pleasure. Thank you again for having me on. Uh, you know, I, I love all you Roto-Wire guys. They're all some of the best to converse with, talk football, baseball, whatever it has to be. But, you yeah, know, it's been a pleasure. Everybody make sure to get, uh, go follow me at roto on Twitter. Again, yeah, not threads. No, no threads for Kev anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where all my train of yeah. thoughts going to be. Uh, I do have a Patreon that just recently released. So, uh, hopefully, people nice. can go follow that at, uh, at roto over or just Roto-Surgeon in the link. Uh, it's on my Twitter. And the operating podcast, where Jeff, you will likely be a guest again. I'm sorry to have to, you know, twist your arm to come on Always. the call once more, but yeah, come football, talk about VR. sports. Oh, there God. we go. What we a, love sports, what baby. Drudgery. Yes. Are of you going to be at the? Not to go off topic here. Are you going to be at the Scott Fishbowl live next week?
1: I am. I am. I'll Are you there. there too? All right, nice. I'll see you nice. there. I'm in the In and Out division. So. I'm in the Roscoe's division. So, uh, well, we'll get to chat though. Get to awesome. talk strategy. Sounds good. All right, man. Thanks, Definitely. everybody, for listening. Uh, go check out the operating room. Check out Kev on Twitter, uh, at Roto-Surgeon. You'll see everything that he has to offer there. Uh, got a modified version of Two Start Starter podcast tomorrow, Clay and Todd. Uh, be, be looking forward to that. They will size up the series after the All-Star break. Uh, make sure to tune in for that. Thanks for listening to Roto-Wire. Take care.